Can I take you to a, a, a dimension of the supernatural that, that we've been waiting to get into for about 6,000 years? Are you ready to go there? Watch this. Go with me to Exodus chapter 24. This is where we started. And verse 7. Then he took the book of the covenant and read in the hearing of the people. And they said, all the Lord has said we will do. This is the key scripture for receiving the wisdom and the revelation of God. God says my people destroy for what reason? Lack of knowledge. And this is the key. Say key. This is the key. God said... Here is my word. And his people responded and said, we got to first understand this before we'll do it. Is that what he said? He said, we will do and then we will understand. Here's the key. First we do. If God told you to pay a pledge, don't figure out on paper how you can do this. If God says, get out of the boat, go walk on water. If God says the giant's going down, throw the rock. If God said there's water coming out of that stone, speak to that stone. It doesn't make sense. We have to come to him as a little child. We got to do. Once we do, we'll understand. Can I have an amen? Out of that teaching, God says there are 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 three main rewards that immediately when you say I will do Lord whatever you tell me to do I'll do it there are three main rewards that are released in you the first one is is that the moment you say Lord whatever you tell me to do you whisper in my ear I hear from a message I hear in the word of God and I know that this is what you're saying to me the moment you say I'll do it the Bible says The wisdom of Judaism says that God releases 600,000 angels to come and minister unto you. Look at 2 Kings chapter 6. I won't read the whole thing. Israel is going to war uh, against Syria. God raises up a prophet. This prophet tells the, 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 the Jewish people the strategies of the enemy. So instead of walking into an ambush... Instead of facing the enemy and having to fight them and defeat them, God gives the prophet wisdom. And so where the piano is, is your ambush. And so instead of walking into the ambush and believing God for a financial breakthrough and believing for a healing and believing for him to get your kids out of trouble, God sends the prophet. He speaks us the word. We don't even walk into the ambush. We walk around the ambush. We don't have to fight the battle anymore. We start living in the victory. Wouldn't you like to get up tomorrow and not fight the battle anymore? And just walk day by day in the joy and the victory and the peace of God. That's where we're going. But we have the weapons of our warfare and our carnal, but they are mighty. We have weapons to win this war. Now, let me say this. A lot of people would say, well, pastor, isn't the battle already won through Jesus? Well, yes, in theory, the battle's already won through Jesus, but how many still face a few battles? 
Okay, now that we're saved, that victory is ours. Now he's going to give us the wisdom how to walk in that victory every single day of our lives. Somebody shout amen. Amen. Verse 16. Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. The king of Syria, which is a symbol of the devil fighting you, how come they know this? How come they're hearing all these things? How come, how come we're not able to ambush them anymore? And they said, well, because they have a prophet. So the king of Syria sends his whole army, his whole army. Now, remember, they're talking about horses and chariots and soldiers and warriors. But it's a symbol or it's a shadow of principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. Okay. It's real, but it's a symbol of the battle you fight. Because you don't fight with flesh and blood. But you do fight. We're in a war. But I read the end of the book, we win. Say, I'm in a war. But I win. Today. Okay, this is what I'm trying to get to you. So you've got a battle there. And so the, the, the disciple wakes up. And he looks out and he sees the huge problem. He sees the huge problem. It doesn't make sense until you pull back the logic and look that there are more of our helpers than there are of our enemy. Are you getting this? So he looks out and he sees a whole army, thousands and thousands of soldiers. But then he says, Lord, open his eyes, and he opened his eyes, and there may have been 10,000 soldiers, but the angels of God surrounded the soldiers. In other words, we're not sure how many angels there were. Were there 600,000? We don't know. But the angels of God that are there for you are more than the enemy that you'll be facing. Are you getting this thing? All right. Can we go a little deeper? Go with me to the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 7. Let me just read it to you in verse 10. Listen to this. Verse 9 says, I watched till thrones were put in place, and the ancient days were seated. His garment was white as snow. The hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame. His wheels a burning fire. Now, now look at this next verse, and I'll explain it to you in a second here. A fiery stream issued and came forth before him, a thousand thousands to minister unto him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. Now, the, obviously this is the Old Testament, and what he's talking about is angels. And it says, now you need to hear this because it's important for what I'm going to say and what I'm going to say in a few minutes. Around the throne of God, there are tens of thousands of tens of thousands of angels ministering around the throne of God. Look what it says here. It says, out of a fiery stream. In Judaism, in the teachings of the rabbi, angels are not these little guys with fluffy white wings, but they are birthed out of fire. They are ministering spirits of fire and power and anointing. And how many of them are there? Well, there are thousands of thousands. 
that are standing around the throne of God waiting for you to say, angels of God, I send you to the school my children go to. Angels of God, I send you to the job that I'm working. Angels of God, I send you with my teenagers wherever they're at. They are, there are thousands of thousands waiting to be released to be ministering spirits to the heirs of salvation. Go with me to Hebrews. Is it okay to read the word of God? Hebrews chapter 12, look at verse 22. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. So when the Bible says that you and I, when we say, God, whatever you say to do, we're going to do, God then says there are 600,000. In, in Judaism or in understanding the Bible, there are certain numbers that mean a certain thing. But then there are other numbers that mean beyond anything you need. And so what God is saying is, what are you battling? What are you facing? Number one, my son already paid the price for it, but I also have angels which are ministering spirits to the heirs of salvation. And what I have available to you is more than you even need. You are more than a conqueror. I've already taken care of it. Don't worry about it. Somebody say amen. Amen. Now, without turning there, Hebrews, Hebrews 1, 7 and 14 says that these are ministering spirits to the heirs of salvation. All right. Angels right now in heaven are waiting for you. We're not taught this, but it's real. You know, there's a lot of people that don't know to lay hands on the sick, but it's still real. There's a lot of people that don't know, lift up your hands. God inhabits the praise of his people, but it's still real. There's a lot of people that don't know seed time, then harvest time. But just because it's not, they don't know it doesn't make it re- not real. There are angels waiting for you to release them that are ministering spirits to the heirs of salvation. Now watch where I'm going with this. What do angels do? Well, if you read the Bible, and we won't take time to look at all the scriptures, but if you read the Bible, angels bring messages. Matter of fact, the word angel in Hebrew is the word malak, which means a messenger from the throne of God. So angels bring messages. Angels bring protection. Angels bring help. Angels bring provision. Angels bring wisdom. Angels bring uh, 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 partners. Angels bring healing. And so these angels, which are, which are thousands of tens of thousands of tens of thousands, are hovering around the throne of God, listening to the wisdom of God every moment of every day. And they are waiting to be released to be ministers unto you and I who are heirs to salvation. I was reading a story where a doctor was operating, Christian doctor, was operating on a child and they, they were losing the child. Something was cutting off whatever needed to be taken care of. And the doctor was, was giving up hope. While he was operating, he was speaking in tongues. You've got to understand, the devil is really, really, really trying to take the supernatural out of the church. 
We're, we're becoming, and I understand this, we're wanting to become so visitor-friendly that we don't speak in tongues anymore, or we don't lift up our hands, or we don't praise God, or we don't let anybody dance in the Spirit. When we pray, we pray in the understanding and in the Spirit. Are you with me? Now watch this. So here's a doctor operating, and he's praying in the understanding. Father, give me wisdom. Give me knowledge. Father, I'm losing this child. I don't know what to do. Father, help me. Guide my hands. Tell me what to do. But then he says he began to pray in the Spirit. The Spirit is connecting, and I'm going to show you here in a minute. The Spirit is connecting with God who is a Spirit in a supernatural way. And so he's operating on a child. They're losing the child. He's praying, God, give me wisdom, but, the, but he doesn't have the answer. And he begins to pray in the Spirit. And as he prays in the Spirit, one of the nurses next to him says, Doctor, that organ is sitting strange. Should it be sitting that way? He sees that. He lifts up the organ, sees a tumor that's strangling the blood flow, snips that tumor. The child comes back, and a miracle takes place. But as he turns to say to the nurse, thank you, she wasn't there. Said to the other nurses, said to the other nurses, where did that nurse go? And they said, doctor, the doors are locked. There's only five of us on the team, but there was a sixth one in there. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego wouldn't bow down, the king looked and said, I put three of them in there, but the fourth one seems to be the son of God. Listen to me. There are angels around the throne of God. The wisdom of God knows everything. And as that doctor began to go, all of a sudden, the wisdom of God from that throne said, I'm sending a messenger. And that messenger stood next to the doctor with a mask on and a thing on her head and said, Doc, why don't you lift up that organ and God save that child's life? Look at Matthew 18, verse 10. Look at this. Who's talking here? You know, how many know people have a tendency to exaggerate? Right? All people except preachers. Preachers never exaggerate. But Jesus in the Bible never exaggerates. If the Bible says there are tens of thousands of tens of thousands of angels around the throne of God, then there are tens of thousands of tens of thousands, and they are ministering spirits to the heirs of salvation, which is you and I. Can I go a little deeper? Look at, look at Matthew 18, verse 10. Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that in heaven, their angels, who's talking here? Their angels always see the face of my father who is in heaven. Now watch this. Jesus is a Jew talking to Jews that understood things that you and I don't understand. 
before you were ever born, God met with your angels. And God said, I've got a plan And my plan is not poverty. My plan is not lack. My plan is not pain. My plan is joy and abundance and peace and happiness and victory and success. So those angels, 24 hours a day, have the face of God. Around the throne of God, all the wisdom, all the answer, all the victory. That's so you don't run into the ambush. But by the wisdom of God, we know where the ambush is. We avoid the problem and move right into the destiny. So when God said, I command you, don't you leave until you get the Holy Spirit. The Bible calls it the tongues of angels. And so when we're speaking in tongues, Lord, I don't know what it is. I don't know what the problem is. Help me, Lord. God tells you, one of your angels, he's calling, go and bring him the message from my throne. An angel can show up and say, Doc, Look at that organ, and the doctor lifts that organ, cuts it, and saves that child's life. That's why the Lord said, be careful when you talk to strangers, because you may be entertaining an angel unaware. Somebody shout amen. When we speak in tongues, we are speaking in the tongues of angels. Angel are around the throne of God. They know exactly what you need. They know exactly where you need to go. They know where your next job is, where your next raise is. They know who, I've got one daughter left. They know who she's going to marry. And I'm telling you, we're not leaving at the chance. We want the angels of God coming to us on the Sabbath. That's why every Sabbath we say, angels of God, we release you. Bring us Katie's husband. Bring us the blessing on our lives. Why? Because angels are ascending and descending from the throne of God because they already know what your destiny is. They want to come in and defeat your enemy. There's more of them than the enemies coming against you and bring you the wisdom of God. Somebody shout amen. Are you getting this thing? One of the mistakes we make is we pray, Holy Spirit, go. Holy Spirit, go here. Holy Spirit, go. Holy Spirit's in you. The Holy Spirit doesn't go. He's in you. And when the angels bring you the message from the throne room of God, the Holy Spirit gives you wisdom and knowledge and understanding what to do with that message from the throne room of God. Every one of you has a destiny. Your destiny is wonderful. Your destiny is to have more money at the end of the month. You need to budget what you're you're giving instead of budgeting your living. Your destiny is a new, there's a new job waiting for you. There's a raise waiting for you. There's a bonus waiting for you. If you young girls are dating or you young men are dating, don't you go just the next guy or the next gal that comes by. But you need to go, Lord, speak to me. If you got children that are dating, you need to say, angels, I send you out 
to block that guy from coming around my baby. Block the wrong gal from, block the wrong people from coming. And I'm telling you, angels are waiting to be released. 600,000, thousands of thousands. I don't have to worry about what's going to happen. I can send angels with Luke and Jen. I can send angels with Brandon and Anna and the Grand Sugars. I can send angels with Katie. When you, when our teenagers are dating, we send angels to go with them in the car. Say amen. Father, send angels this week to lead me and guide me. And when they come and somebody comes and says to you, you know what? There's a job opened up down here. Then God, the Holy Spirit that's in you will give you the wisdom and the knowledge what to do. Folks, we've got an army. They are principalities and powers and rulers, not of darkness, but in heavenly places that are waiting in these end times to cause you and I to be more than conquerors. Can I have an amen? Amen. Would you give the Lord a great big clap offering and shout amen unto him? We all know the story that... The woman with the issue of blood sees Jesus walking through the marketplace with his toledo on. The woman has tried everything, and she's in no way better. But she says, and we all know the, the, the teaching, but I've only given you a little bit of it, or part of it. We know that she says, if I could touch, if I could touch the hem of his garment... I'd be made whole. Now, for those of you that don't know this teaching, the corner of this, which we have translated into English, hem, or border, is in Hebrew, wings. Because we know the scripture that the Messiah comes with healing in his what? Wings. Because the Messiah would connect us with all the promises of God. But if I can take you a little bit further, if I could touch the wing of his garment, the wing of his garment, I know that I'd be made whole because he comes with healing in his wings. A hidden word that's not taught anywhere but mystical Judaism, the word garment and the word angel is the exact same word. The word garment and the word angel is the exact same word. And so Jesus is surrounded by his angels that are bringing the message of the word of God. And this woman said, if I could touch the hem of his garment, this Messiah who is covered with the angels of God, surrounded by the angels of God. Jesus himself said, I could snap my finger and a legion, 12,000 angels would come and guard me. I'm telling you something, folks. You have an army that is around you and you have the right every day. Tomorrow when you get up, say, I send my angels to the 
the north, the south, the east, and the west. Bring me in my blessing. Bring me in my, my covering. Bring me in my miracle. Bring me in. And I'm telling you, the angels around the throne of God will hear from the Lord. And the Lord will say, get on Jacob's ladder and go on down and bring them everything they've been looking for. We are the heirs to salvation. And they are released to minister to every one of your needs. Somebody shout amen. Would you give the Lord a clap offering? Can I give you one more? Can we give you one more here? 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians 13. Though I speak with the tongues of men, what's the next word? And of angels, but have not love, have not become a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. I know it's not, it's not popular today to talk about the Holy Spirit. It's not in vogue, but it is in the Bible. Even though it's not in vogue, maybe it's strange to you. Maybe it's new to you to lift up your hands. Maybe you've lost it where you'd get on your knees and say, Father, God said he'll give me wisdom and guidance. How do I get that? I need the messengers from the throne of God to come down Jacob's ladder. This is why Jesus said, I command you. He's leaving the church in the hands of a fisherman, in the hands of men who are frail and have fallen and have backslid. But he said, I command you, don't you leave until you get this. And I know it's not popular anymore when we come in the church to lift up our hands and worship God. But God said, when you do it, God inhabits the praises of his people. My Bible says, I know it's not popular to give an altar call anymore, but my Bible says when somebody comes and receives the Lord, angels in heaven are shouting around the throne of God. But, but think of what's happening when these people, when you come to give your life to the Lord, it's only a new beginning. Because then you have messengers around. These angels are hearing the divine wisdom of God beyond anything a man can know. And once you and I begin to speak in tongues and praise him beyond understanding, those messengers around the wisdom of God are released to come and minister to you. You are not on your own. You have an army. You have the Lord Jesus, yes. But through Jesus, we have an army that is waiting to come and bring us the answers that Jesus paid for in full. Can I have an amen? It's so comforting to me to know that I can get on my knees and go, and that my spirit that goes so far beyond my knowledge and my understanding connects with the throne of God and God releases the messengers that come and say, I've got an answer. 
Why don't you lift up that organ and look underneath it? Folks, you, we don't limit what God can do. Don't limit how God can do it. Don't limit where God can do it. Don't limit who God can do it through. But if God wants to send you an angel and he looks just like you and he looks just like me and he looks just like the person next to you, that angel can come and bring you a message from the throne room of God that is beyond all natural wisdom. It's the wisdom of a divine savior. Can I have an amen? There is man's way and there is my way. Now, this may be awkward for you, but I want you to do it anyway. I want us to close our eyes and I want us to lift up our hands before God. Just everybody in the building, lift up your hands. God says, I inhabit the praises of my people. I want you to take a minute and I want you to begin to worship the Lord. Now keep your eyes closed. Father, I love you, O Lord. Father, Father, I release the Holy Spirit on God. Now keep praising Him. If you've never spoken in tongues before, just let him begin to give you language. Now, as you're praising him, I want you to speak to him in your spirit, in the tongues of angels about your need. And realize the moment you begin to do it, he releases those messengers from the throne of God into your destiny. Now would you give the Lord a great big clap offering and just tell him you love him.